Hello, 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 and welcome to Fully Blooming with me, Ola Parks. In a world where we are inundated with information telling us what to do and who to be, this podcast is here to remind you that you already have all the strength, power, and wisdom within you to fully bloom, and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Fully Blooming. It's been a few weeks since the last episode. A lot has happened, a lot has shifted, a lot has changed. I might do a solo episode about it all um, in the future, but you may also hear James Blunt (laughs) in the background because I'm just recording this introduction um, and there is music downstairs in the restaurant. So um, yeah, if you have your headphones up really loud, you might be able to hear that. Um, But I've been called to pull a card at the beginning of my podcast now, which I really love because I pull my cards myself. I pull cards for friends and family, um, with my clients, and yeah, I just love it. I think it's um, a real lovely kind of encouragement or boost sometimes, and sometimes we do need that external, um, yeah, boost, I guess, um, or kind of... I don't want to say validation but um, just sometimes a bit of a kick up the bum or a reassurance yeah that's the word I'm looking for a reassurance that maybe we're on the right track or um, at the end of the day we know I believe that we kind of already know what it's going to say or what's going to come up but um, it's always just nice to have kind of a visual aspect to it so that is going to be the start of this podcast episode um, and then I have a absolutely incredible interview with Hilary McVeigh and I will introduce that after the reading so I've also added um, time stamps below so if you want to skip to certain points or come back to certain points it's all there for you as well and yeah I hope you really enjoyed this episode let me know what you think of the new structure again it might change but this is just kind of how I felt for this particular episode in particular in particular in particular um, and yeah hope you're all doing really well in this quite hectic energetic time um not only summer and all the retrogrades and oh it's it's a lot it is a lot so um just know that you're not on your own (laughs) if it does feel like a lot um but yeah i really hope you enjoyed this episode and get a lot from it and i will see you very soon What I really am being called to do and to start doing is to pull some cards or pull a card. Just seeing what comes up for kind of whoever's listening, the collective, um, and just seeing what messages the universe has for us today. So we've got the Star Keeper. So if you're watching the video, um, it's an absolutely, oh, I mean, these cards, just all of them anyway. Um, but it's the cosmic ancestor seed the light by staying grounded Um, and there's almost like a portal here through the heart so I always when I'm reading cards or I don't know seeing angel numbers or whatever it is I always before I kind of look at I don't know google it or look at the book that I've got here as well for the interpretation I always try and tune in and figure out what does this mean to me or what am I being called to and yeah for me it's just this also there's um 
just a bright light right in the middle of the portal. And it's, for me, that's just the heart. So it's that portal through the heart um, and really staying connected to that. Um, But it's also this rock um, and the stone, which is very grounding um, energy. And yeah, there's um, a gem on at the third eye um, and then it's almost this like white light connecting all the way from this third eye up even through this kind of orb around so for me it's this staying very very connected to my heart to um, the earth to the stone to this ground um, and also yeah, allowing what wants to come through to come through because I think there's a very interesting dynamic when you start connecting with your spirit guide, source, the universe, whatever you want to call it or whoever you connect with. Um, And it's very easy to float away. It's very easy to become ungrounded and really just want to live in this alternative or... uh, different realm and I think that's also what this um for me what this kind of shield or bubble around um this statue is it's that really grounding actually earthly pull down almost of not allowing yourself to float up too high Um, and allowing it to, yeah, just really almost holding you down um, to this earth. And for me, it's the colors of beautiful. It's this white, light blue, dark blue kind of navy, kind of aquamarine colors. And for me, that is just water. That is, uh, yeah, also a very grounding um, at times. element but it's this it's a big protection of allowing the light in and staying grounded so you don't get sucked into that darkness as well um there are so many elements to this that I could go on and on but that was my interpretation so we'll see what the what the book says um So cosmic ancestor, seed the light by staying grounded. You're an ancient keeper of the stars here to anchor and seed your light in your unique way. You're likely, you've likely been incarnating on earth for some time, dedicated to an era of awakening and bringing about a long awaited shift in the planet's evolution. We're at a tipping point now. I think we can all agree that. The survival of Earth and all its species is coming to a head. The more grounded you remain during this transitional period, the more helpful you'll be. The more you tend to the flames of your own heart, the more love you'll anchor onto this planet. The wisdom of the stars is imprinted in your soul. The more soul fragments you call home, the more this wisdom is seeded here. You may be called to be in different places in the world to anchor this light, perhaps by taking a trip or living in a certain location. You may also find yourself experiencing awakening symptoms. The more grounded you remain, the more stable Earth's energy will become and the less reactive humanity will be. You're here for a double mission, to grow as an individual and as part of a larger collective that's bringing about a shift in frequency. 
trust that you can be in the world but not of it and lead a truly glorious life and just a little activation or mantra to say to yourself is i acknowledge that i'm a star keeper i choose to anchor my light and stay as grounded as possible um so yeah that real big um tending to your heart and for me at the moment i've really been focusing on simplifying things um really yeah i think so much as i've always said and will continue to say so much of the external world is very there's a lot of information out there whether it's helpful or not um and it can really confuse you it can really confuse your intuition well not confuse your actual intuition but it can confuse you trying to follow your intuition it can just really muddle things up um, especially when you are starting to follow your intuition and I've definitely found that the last month um there's been a lot of energy moving around there's been we've had the Lionsgate portal we've had the Aquarius full moon and I'm an Aquarius so it's really hit hard um we've got so many planets in retrograde including Venus so really asking us to reflect on how do we treat ourselves how do we love ourselves um how much do we love ourselves and you know, are we doing something, I, a mantra that I've been using is what would someone who loves themselves do? And this has been really challenging. This has been really confronting. Um, and so it's just for me at the moment that also that card is just really simplifying things so that we can stay grounded. There is a lot of energy moving around at the moment, um, a lot of shifts happening, whether you can feel it or not, very collective um, and very on an individual level as well. And it is that ability to be able to ground amongst it all. Um, and also knowing that some techniques that maybe you've used in the past maybe aren't u- useful at the moment or aren't that beneficial or aren't strong enough. Um, and so for me, it's just really been removing the things that have been ungrounding me rather than me trying to ground. It's me actually trying to remove things that are ungrounding me. And for me, that's been coming off Instagram, um, completely, um, which has been, oh, just the best thing ever. (laughs) Um, as much as I loved it, as grateful as I am to it for it. Um, for showing me a lot of things about myself and really um, showing that I can step up I can speak quite easily without um, planning ahead Um, I can write I can create content but um, I'm very grateful for all of those lessons but at the end of the day it's simply not serving me anymore and it is ungrounding me and there are a lot of things coming through right now and I'm excited to share them but I am also being called to find a different way to share them and um, yeah it's an interesting ride and so yeah I highly recommend just doing what you can to ground and removing what is um feeling ungrounding to you at the moment and if you don't really know what that is kind of tune in and just ask yourself just close your eyes take a deep breath and just ask yourself where is my energy being drained right now 
where am I putting energy where I don't want it to go? Where am I putting energy where I feel that it should be going, but I don't really feel, I don't feel energized by that. Um, at the end of the day, we need to be feel, we need to feel energized and fueled by the things that we do, the people that we speak to, the places and surroundings that we put ourselves in. Um, and if they're not doing that, then something needs to change. Um, so yeah, on that note, stay grounded, <laughs> simplify things. Um, I mean, even uns unsubscribing from emails or coming off Instagram for a little bit or um, just really, it doesn't have to be huge worldly changes, but just these little things um, that maybe are also distracting you. That can be a question that you can ask yourself, where am I being distracted from what I actually want to be doing? On today's episode, I have the absolute privilege of having Hilary McVeigh on the podcast. And I really wanted her to come on because she is a human design reader and teacher. And for me, human design was really such a permission slip and activation for following my intuition. I remember about four or five years ago, I discovered that I was a manifesting generator and that I had the sacral authority. And I don't remember anything else from what I learned all those years ago. But from that moment that I heard that I was meant to follow that gut response, that hell yes, that full body yes, that was really when this journey into intuition and everything began and over time of course I ignored it and I had to really learn how to trust it and build up and over the last three years that's really been emphasized but I just remember being so in awe of how it was so accurate it was so true and I had a reading with Hillary I think about 10 months ago now and it was the way she does it is so intuitive. It's really natural to her. It's such a pleasure to simply listen. And it's also incredibly empowering. So if you want to get a reading, I highly, highly recommend it um, with Hillary, of course. And also just tune into who feels right for you. There are a lot of readers out there and there are a lot of teachers, but um, again, trust that intuition and see who you're drawn to. Um, I discovered Hillary because I asked a friend who'd had a reading with her in Mexico if she had any recommendations and she recommended Hillary. And at that point, Hillary was um, back in Australia. So the internet is an amazing thing to connect people. And yeah, we talk all things intuition, the different types of authority. So there are quite a few different types of authorities in human design I think there were six or seven um and there's kind of the main ones that the majority of the population have and then we also go into deeper um analysis of kind of you know how our intuition can be our biggest teacher and how really allowing things to fall away um that our intuition is saying no and kind of also deciphering the difference between is our intuition saying no or is it fear um and i'm very grateful that yeah hillary 
was so happy to share everything and also some personal stories as well so I hope they really resonate with you and yeah I felt so empowered and just so energized after this conversation so I hope that you do too and learn a little bit more about human design if you've never or you have no idea what I'm talking about in regards to human design um, I put some links in the show notes um, and you can kind of go and discover um, what your chart is or what it looks like or what your authority or um, your energy type is and go from there but as Hillary says it's an experiment it is a fascinating permission slip um, and just you know you don't have to follow absolutely everything from the get-go but just giving yourself that permission to um, have fun with it and experiment and see what happens when you do actually follow your human design and what you are how you are designed because um, it is really unique and beautiful to each and every one of us and I hope you enjoy the episode and feel as energized, as empowered as I did afterwards. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Fully Blooming. I'm so excited because today I've got this amazing guest on who, when I was starting to plan out my podcast, she was one of the first people that popped into my head because I had a human design reading with her, I think only 10 months ago. And I listen back to it all the time. And it just is such a confirmation of everything. And the way that I'm going to introduce you now, but Hillary um, read my human design. It was so intuitive and it was very, it just flowed and it, uh, it was just magic. <laughs> I could go on and on about it. But when I first started thinking about this podcast, it was just this initial of course she's got to be on because it's all there was so much about intuition there's so much within human design that gave me the permission to really trust and follow that intuition um so of course I had to invite you on so yeah thank you so much for being here and um I'd love if you could just introduce yourself where you are and yeah go from there Thank you so much. That's music to my ears. That really warms my heart. That's all I could ever hope for, that it, you know, helps you feel more connected, more connected to your intuition, to yourself. And, yeah, imagine if we all knew how to do that or we all just trusted that inner voice. So that's that makes me so happy to hear. My name is Hilary. I am a human design teacher and reader. I am all the way over in Australia. And yes, I share this beautiful modality that really transformed and helped in my life. Before I was a human design reader, I was a lawyer and I was going through this period of feeling super inauthentic, really unsure of my direction. And I felt like the soul was being sucked out of me daily. And I found human design right at the exact moment. It was actually just before my sudden return. And I felt like it was this permission slip and understanding of who I truly was, and it made so much sense why the direction I was going down wasn't aligned for me. You know, it wasn't enough that I was getting panic attacks and my body was telling me that this isn't <laughs> right. It, I needed something, you know, a blueprint or a chart or someone else to tell me there is a reason you're feeling like this and there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to reconnect to your true self, your intuition, um, and you have all the answers there. You are your own authority. So, that was a really beautiful part of my discovery of human design. And that's what I hope to give other people. 
Mm, well, I love that. Yeah, we were just speaking beforehand about Saturn return. So we'll definitely touch on that. But um, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely that permission slip. And I remember when you were doing my reading, I'd done a kind of a lot of bits and bobs of looking online and things. But um, the way you connected everything, and it was just these kind of, it wasn't light bulb moments, because it was almost this inner knowing that I already had. But it was just this, ah. Oh, like you could just soften and be like, okay, I don't need to fight this anymore. I can just be, um, that's, yeah, kind of like rather than pushing it away because society says otherwise or whatever, it was just this like, right, we're going full full into it and let's just see where, where it leads me and where it goes. But um, yeah, I love that, just softening into it and um, letting it be. Um, you can trust but, it. But for those of you... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that trust. I mean, my client's like, yes, although we know, trust, trust, trust. <laughs> like, everything, um, everything. Like, you're, if you're not listening to your gut or your intuition and it's speaking all the time and you're not trusting it, it it's almost like it stops speaking so much. It, you have to develop a relationship with your inner voice and your, and your intuition because um, if there isn't that two-way trust and receiving and um, at least acknowledging it um, and being honest with yourself, then that's when you, you foster a deeper relationship and it becomes stronger and stronger. So it's always just practice. We didn't learn this in school, so it's just practice later on in life. Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting because different people will follow their intuition in different ways. So I guess that leads me on to the perfect <laughs> way of there are different types of intuition and there are different. Um, so for me, I'm a sacral. Um, so it is very much like, I believe, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, so it's very like gut instinct. It was always that feeling of yes or no. Um, but yeah, that's taken a really long time to develop and really tune in and there's so many kind of nuances and your mind will try to trick you and but yeah but um I'd love to know like what are the different types of intuition and yeah. I think yeah so many people don't resonate with that gut feeling or things change overnight or things so yes and that was the thing I never resonated with the gut instinct and people would say trust your gut follow your gut and I was you know I was like do, am I missing something is there this feeling inside of me that I I can't access did I miss the gut gene and when I discovered human design it made so much sense because it showed me how my intuition spoke so this is a beautiful part um, of human design is that it gives you ability to connect to the voice in which yours speaks through so we no longer try and um, outsource our authority. We don't try and ask other people for their opinions. We don't um, ask our parents or rely on societal expectations or even governments or anything to make decisions for us because at the end of the day, life is just a series of decisions and choices. And if you're making choices that align with you and your intuition, that's when you move towards your path. That's when you get to where you're meant to go. But when we're making decision, decisions and choices based on external authorities, what other people think we should do or what society suspect, expects of us, that's when you end up like how I did in this law cubicle wondering how the hell I got here. So that is, and as Ola was saying, um, human design will show you exactly how it is and it's called your authority. So if you've looked up on your chart, look at what your authority is. And this is what 
is the, the backbone of human design because it's not telling you anything that you don't know, as Ola says, it's just showing you this is the voice to listen to. So as Ola said, she's a sacral authority. Um, so with that, it is really important to be trusting your gut. And if you're a sacral authority, then you are going to be a generator or a manifesting generator automatically. So this is where we hear a lot about the the trust your gut, in, especially in the spiritual community, or I feel like it's mainstream now, and it is this yes, no response. So your strategy as well, if you are sacral, means that you are always moving through life and responding to external stimulus. So you hear something, you touch something, you see something, and it's about tapping into that internal gut, um, which is fueled by your desire, your sacral. It's all about passion and life force energy. So when you, your gut expands and lights up and feels like, yes, you feel pulled towards it, this is a clue that it's made for you. And it's not random. It's not by accident. This is where you're designed to go. Um, everyone that has that sacral response, it's going to light up for different things. It's not by coincidence that, for example, that you know your your gut lights up for this type of work, and that you're wanting to start a podcast and you love to travel. It's because that's what you're meant to be doing. To other people, it can be lit up for. I don't know, pottery or um, event planning or engineering or even law. Um, so everyone has their thing and your gut is always going to show you if you have sacred authority. And you're going to know in, in the moment when you first come across something, uh, it's going to be on first instant if you're sacred authority. Often you might go in a bit of a, a circle around and think about other different options and it's always will come back to that original gut response of like yes expansion or no constriction um you know shortness of breath feeling like oh no icky or you know forcing yourself because you think you have to or there's an obligation it's really honoring your sacred no that it's not meant for you and it's not meant even for the people that you might think you're letting down so that's the sacral authority. That's what most people will be. Um, well, I shouldn't say most people. Actually, the most people would be emotional authority, which is the next one. Do you want me to go into the next one? Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> I have a few friends who are emotional, and then we've been, like, testing yeah. it out almost. We're like, I can sleep on it, and then <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's important. So I'm emotional as well. So I very firsthand understand um, the conundrum of being an emotional authority. So if you have an emotional authority, there's a little bit of a, um, a caveat to your decision-making process because if you have um, this type of authority, you have a natural emotional wave. So in the background, there's a biochemical process where there are natural highs and lows and it can affect the way you see the world. So regardless of what's happening in your life, regardless if everything's going amazingly, you can still experience this emotional low. And what we can often do as humans and trying to, you know, our overthinking minds, trying to make sense of these and trying to create a story or a narrative around why we're feeling a certain way, when really you're just on your emotional high or your emotional low. So with these natural highs and lows, it can affect the way you see the world. And in, in saying that, it's really about giving yourself time 
to make decisions. So when you're responding or you're moving through the world, you're always coming back to if you have even got this sacral, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, but you have emotional authority, it's about seeing how your gut feels over time. It's never feeling like you need to make an in-the-moment decision. And this is can be hard the, the way we live because sometimes people want to know answers straight away. But you have to be your own advocate and give yourself time to make that decision, whether you say, like, let me get back to you or let me check my calendar, I'll sleep on it and have a think about it. Because what can happen if you say yes straight away because you're on an emotional high, you can often wake up the next day and regret that you know you might have promised that you'll help someone move or you promised that you would um, move in with them or go traveling with them or start a business with them when really there was no clarity in the now and it's about always always giving yourself time to make a decision because you will feel so different based on where you are in your emotional wave so we want to be staying with whatever sticks around whatever still feels good in your body what brings a smile to your face? What makes you feel content? It's almost like you, you not even, it's not even about like what makes you so excited because you'll often just be on your emotional high then. I always find like it's just this quiet contentness of like, yes, that'd feel nice. Um, but people with an emotional authority, they're really indecisive. I can definitely attest to this because you're naturally going <laughs> big wave. You go through like the highs and lows of the decision. So pretend you're thinking about, okay, if I enroll in this course, you you go through the high points of the course where you're loving it and you're thinking this was the best thing I ever invested in. And then you'll go through the inevitable low moments of, I don't really actually have time for this. Why did I choose this at this time? You go through the whole, the whole process um, before you've even made the decision. So that's why you can feel a little bit indecisive. And we say that it's about 80% sure is a good sign. Um, so, you know, the saying, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, that doesn't apply to emotional authorities because often nothing is ever a hell yes. You just need to trust, trust that 80%, but trust that there is a reason something is sticking around. It feels good in your body. Um, and only be making decisions when you're feeling more neutral, when you're feeling like, you know, there's such a big difference between the highs and lows. And it doesn't mean, um, it's this constant wave. Like you can often just be neutral a lot of the time, but the highs can feel really ecstatic and you, you're bouncing on the walls. You've got a spring in your step. Um, and then lows can be a lot more melancholy, a lot more down, and you can be a lot harder and more pessimistic on yourself. So that's not when we want to be making decisions on either of those. It's when we're neutral and when you've given yourself time. I mean, it's fascinating because there's so there are so many different nuances to it. So for me, I know my struggles with coming up against using that sacral authority of being, if I don't do something in that moment, after, like as soon as a decision comes in, if I don't do something straight away, oh, the mind, and like, I'm not fully grounded or fully kind of centered, my mind will come in and play all the games. And it will, that's my kind of lessons and kind of um playground i guess of really having to trust and learn to follow my intuition um and just really being like right in that moment i've just got to go and do it because i know my mind will come in and play the games and the stories and the beliefs and for me that's the way that i've learned kind of about my shadow side and like all the beliefs that i have that don't really align anymore 
But then with emotional authority, there's, I guess, maybe the pre- like external pressure of, well, we need a decision now. And it's not really how the world functions at the moment. And it's very, yeah, would you say that the world is kind of more directed towards that sacral kind of decision making and like everything happens now and it's very uh yes yes or no like we need a, we need an answer now yes for sure it's made for sacral and sacral <laughs> can actually be more like frustrated with the emotional process especially if you're in, you're in relationship with someone that's emotional and it's like how can you not know like give me a decision like are we going to go on this trip or not or am i are we going to go to your your in-laws place next week or not or are we going to even are we going to go to this party tonight like it can be really frustrating for people that do have that sacral response to other people that we just don't know and there's no clarity it's almost like i have no idea and a lot of the time i just let people make decisions for me because i never gave myself that time um but you made a really good point and you're not the only one that has the mind that tries and talks themselves out of the intuition. So your intuition, you know, it speaks in the moment and um, and it will continue to speak in the moment through the emotional process, but it's really deciphering the voice of the intuition. Like this is for all the authority types, all the intuition types. It's really knowing how yours speaks and then being able to decipher and differentiate when it's your mind, when you can hear that, um, you know, that mind that's, playing on your insecurities that's in the past or projecting into the future. That's not your intuition. So people with emotional authority have to be really, really um, clear or almost like guard against the, the mind because over that process, that mind will speak a lot and it can really talk you out of things a lot of the time because it, it doesn't want change. Your mind wants to keep you safe it wants to keep you exactly where you are it doesn't like risk which protects us from hurting ourselves or endangering our lives but at the same time it's just keeping us small and stuck a lot of the time so with that when it's the emotional authority you have to be really like it can be hard when because that voice can really talk you out of things but it's always just trusting coming back to the trust of you know this feels right for me this will bring me joy and it's regardless of what it sounds on paper because there been times in my life where things that could have been like sounded like an amazing opportunity and did on paper, but when I actually thought about doing it, it made me sad. It made me like, mm, that's kind of like sad if I, if I did that, even though to everyone else it would sound amazing and so exciting. So that's how you trust it and play with it. And I think there's a couple more yes, authorities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So there we, go. <laughs> we can we'll go through the other ones a lot quicker because they're a bit more rare. The splenic is still a lot more common. Um, so if you are splenic authority, you're either going to be a projector or a manifester, which is the different energy types. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, you are here to follow your instinct and this quiet inner knowing. Um, so Ollie, you would also relate to this because you also have your spleen defined. So you already, you have this, this instinct, but you're still following your gut because your authority is like your MVP, your most valued player. It's your, um, like the captain of your ship. So you can have multiple voices, but the one that you're following is your sacral, but with the spleen, it's this, 
it's a lot more quieter. It's it definitely it comes in the moment, but the difference between the spleen, it has a very, very, very strong no because it's related with safety and survival. So if something is not right for you, your spleen will light up and make it very, very known. So what can happen is like you you really like chugging along in your flow, doing your thing, and there can be this this no that says, okay this isn't the right time, this isn't the right thing. Um, so your spleen's really connected with time and it's just annoying. It's not something so much like with the gut, how you can call on demand and, you know, um, you can just ask the gut a yes or no question. You can ask it anything and it'll just, it'll tell you and it'll show you, whereas the spleen is a lot more nuanced, <laughs> a lot more quieter. Um, but I see it as the deepest, like the such a strong intuition. So again, it's the yes, no response. You're going to know in the moment. Spleens are going to know in the moment straight away. They're very, very intuitive. Um, and it's following what feels right, what feels safe, and what the timing is all about timing. So it can be the a good thing, but it's the wrong time and it's going to feel like a no. So it's as well being connected with how it can change. It's always about being in the present moment trusting in the present moment when you first come across something. Um, I, a good example of this is if you're going in for a job interview and you walk into the building and the second you walk into the building, you feel like, no, nah, this isn't it. I know that I'm not, this isn't the job for me. You know, we still go up and do the interview, but it, it is, it's like, okay, honoring that you already know. It's almost like a little bit um, feeling into it, seeing into the future a little bit. This is the one that it's like mm -hmm. a resonance. This is the one that's like, this feels like I've always remembered it. Like this decision, it's already happened. I already know that this is it. So it's almost this like remembrance of something mm. that hasn't happened yet on our timeline. Yeah. Yeah. That really, I remember when you told me about that in the, um, like, you were like, oh, you got sacred and you got splenic. And I think there was something else. And, so, and you were like, there's no wonder you're an intuition yeah, coach and work with intuition. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and it's, yeah, it's so... There are, yeah, identifying the different types and the kind of different voices or what it feels like has been really interesting to discover that. And um, it is, it just, wait, maybe it's that little voice in your head. But again, it's that human design just giving you that permission to just be like, you're not going crazy. Like, this is a, just follow and trust that feeling. <laughs> exactly. You know, my biggest dream is that one day we don't need human design or we don't need to tell people this because. We'll already be trusting our intuition. We'll already, of course, be making decisions based on what aligns with us. We'll already um, be giving our natural gifts. We'll already be in our role and in our purpose, all these things. But right now in this time of our lives or in this collective, this part of our, you know, this evolution of humans is we need something, someone to, you know, tell us that this is okay or like, you know, this beautiful system of human design that, combine so many different wisdoms that it's like, okay, if this thing's telling me and it doesn't even know me, then I must like, maybe I should trust it. <laughs> like, you know, I can, can believe all these sensations in my body that people for thousands and thousands of years used to trust. And then we lost it along the way. So again, trust. So yes. yes. Um, yes, you have all these different parts. So I'll go to the next one. It's heart. Um, it's the ego authority. It's very, very, very rare if you have it. Um, 
probably it's mostly manifestors will have this. And this is about aligning with what your heart is um, engaged by, empowered by. It's a lot about where what serves you will then serve the highest good. Um, nothing is selfish if you have the ego intuition. You're here to create difference and to create ripples and to create newness. Um, so what do you see that needs to be changed or done? Um, and there's this real strong empowerment that comes from that center. So people that have the heart defined like you do, um, it's, there's this very empowering energy. Um, and so it also makes sense you're in this line of work. So the heart, if you have it as your authority, it's like if, if, if your heart's not in something, it's not going to happen. And if you're not honestly going to benefit from something in some way, it's going to have less of impact. It's all about impact. Um, so yeah, it really aligns with the manifested type because they're the ones that really cause ripples, um, wherever they go. Yeah. And then we have the self-projected, which are only going to be for projectors and they are, um, their intuition speaks through their throat and through their words and through their voice. So this is the most different type that we think of. But if you think about it, their, their intuition becomes a lot more clear when they talk it out and it's almost like they verbally brain dump. And when they speak it out, everything starts to make sense and they can see or they can hear back, do I sound excited about this? Does this feel aligned with who I am? Is this aligned with my morals? Because they're, this is because they they have a defined identity center, which is a lot about who they are, their inherent direction, where they know they're going. Um, so if you have self-projective, you've got to talk it out. Have sounding boards, friends that understand that this is your process. It's not about getting advice. It's not about um, asking for their opinion. So my boyfriend, he has this and we're doing renovations at the moment and I'm not like this. I'm, that's not my forte. It's so much more his thing, but he was planning it all out, doing all the designing and doing all the, um, uh, you know, I don't even know the words for it, but doing all the technical things. <laughs> and um, he was wanting me to help him. And like, I can, he doesn't want to, like I would talk and give suggestions and it was just one in one ear out the other, but I know that this is his process. So I sat there beside him and he was just talking it out to me and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to maybe put this here and like put that there. And then what do you think? And it had nothing to do with what I was saying. It was just his process. And I got bored after a while. So I, I went off and went into the bedroom and it was like his whole process stopped and he came, came into the bedroom. He's like, can I just sit here and, um, you know, talk it out. And I wasn't even at that point really listening. And that's just his process. So it can really help if you're in relationship with self-projected because um, I've had a lot of readings with self-projected projectors where their partners will say, like, why do you always ask me? You ask me for my opinion. You never listen to it. And it's like th that's because they don't need your opinion. They're just talking it out. Um, so that's really good in voice noting yourself so you can listen back. And then see the, cl like, you'll get clarity, especially through journaling because it's another way you're getting it out. Um, and the reason why you need to do this is because in human design, we never, ever, ever make decisions purely from your mind because that's where all conditioning lives. That's where a lot of self-doubt and that's where, you know, as the voice that you were just speaking about that can talk you out of everything, that's where that lives. So when you talk it out, it gets it out of your body. So you're not just like thinking about it. Um, you're also very susceptible to your environment and the people you're around 
with the self-projected. So it's like, be careful of the people you share to, or like not be careful, but um, have boundaries mm-hmm. of if you, ha- you know, a friend is full of fear or you have a parent that is full of fear, they might not be the right person to go and talk about your new business idea with um, because you can take on a lot if you're self-projected. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I didn't know about that one actually. Um, but that is, that's me. And I can now kind of think of a few people. I'm like, yep. <laughs> if I looked at their human design, I wouldn't be surprised if that was their process um, or their authority. And I think you touched on something really important there, like having the people around you who can understand and whether or not they understand human design or something, but just actually voicing, you know, this is how I make my decisions or this is how I'm trying to learn how to make my decisions and having that support system around you I think that's so key and just voicing that out loud and but I think that also comes with its own challenges of like you know I don't make decisions overnight or um if you ask me a question it will be a yes or no blunt very like a very blunt answer so it's it's I think yeah I think yeah as you said everyone it would be it would be amazing if everyone knew their human design and they all um, you've just said, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. This is my authority. And people are like, cool. Like I know how to respond to that. And I know how to hold space for that person and things. But, um, I think in relationships, that's crucial as well. And, um, yeah, I know that you do readings for couples, Mm, which I think is fascinating. Um, and because I think there's a thing of, you know, if you're missing a gate or, there's a very magic way that it can kind of really align and you can almost, um, what's the word, but kind of lock in more energy or more power. Is that the right yeah. way to talk about it? But yeah, um, just kind of if you like slot in with each other. Yeah. So it's an electromagnetic where you basically if it's just pure sense of energy wise of chemistry where you feel so connected of what other people, what you don't have, you like love to be in connection. So it's a lot about opposites attract with that. And I agree with you. What happens and what can really ruin relationships is assuming and having expectations and just, you know, thinking that they're exactly like you or thinking that they can read your mind or assuming that they operate the same way as you. And then there's a lot of confusion and a lot of, uh, you know, um, dissatisfaction in our relationships because they're not showing up how you expect them to, but it's based on your own, you know, your own way of operating, your own expectations. So exactly as you said, like, first we need the awareness of ourselves and then we can communicate them and we can let our partners or our business partners or our colleagues or your friends understand. Um, and then we can all, it's like, it's transformed, transformed my relationships, especially even with family instead of like, now I just understand them. So, you know, if I thought my mom was, you know, too spontaneous, too erratic and was too, you know, she would just make these crazy big decisions so quickly and it would give me so much anxiety, you know, like, did you think about that? That's a lot of money you're about to spend. But she knew she was a generator. She had a gut response. I wouldn't know. Um, And now I see her as like this, just so in her flow, Mm -hmm. so abundant, just following and trusting, you know, even if it was a big stretch, no, she knew she needed to do it. Um, so that's even just a small example, but when we can understand how we all operate, um, it just creates better relationships because there's less guessing and less, um, um, you know, we accept in turn, we accept ourselves more. So then we accept other people more. Um, when we don't let ourselves be out, 
ourselves, then we don't let other people be themselves. So it just releases all this judgment. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's just really quickly, there's the mental authority, which is pretty similar in the way that you need to use your voice to talk it out. These people are very, very open to the rest of the world. They have all the energy in their body open. So they're absorbing so much. So it's good for them to be in lots of different environments when they're making a decision, um, tapping into a lot of different energies when they're coming to a big decision. Obviously all this stuff is for big decisions. It's not about what you want to eat for dinner that night. Um, it's for the life altering decisions. And again, journaling, I have a mental projector friend. She goes through journals like crazy, but she gains so much clarity when she's just expressing herself, getting it out. They're often very good writers and very good communicators. Um, so yeah, again, if you're mental authority, get it out, um, be in lots of different environments and give yourself time to make a decision again. And then lastly, we have lunar authority, which means you're a reflector, which means you're only 1% of the population. I actually think it's way less than that. It's um, that's the, the technical statistic, but at the same time, there's hard, you're so rare if you're a reflector and you really need to give yourself time because you feel different every single day, your identity, your sense of self, what you desire, what might be a fear or an instinct or your emotions or um, your, you know, your direction, you feel different every single day. And that's your beauty. You are this all encompassing, um, very magnetic and um, wise person because you are so wise to the world that you're experiencing. But with that, um, at least giving yourself, uh, they say a moon cycle. So, at least almost four weeks to be making big decisions because if you make a quick decision, it can it can put you down detours just because of how you were feeling that day, um, or the person you were around, or um, you know you might even be around like us and all of a sudden you're like oh I want to get more into intuition I want to get more into human design because you hear our excitement and then you absorb that so it's whatever sticks around whatever feels good in your body um, over a month's time and that's a good decision for you so let yourself have slower decisions often this feels good to reflect this probably to us it's like gosh that feels intense, but to them, it's yeah. myself time. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's all just conditioning to think that they need to choose quickly. So if they have a slow addition, a slower decision, it'll lead to a faster result because they're going to be aligning with their path. So that's the reflector there. Very different to the rest. Wow. It's, I'm sure some people are like, oh, what am I? What am I? If you don't know already, it is, I think once you start looking into human design, you, it's so addictive and it's just, you just want to delve deeper and deeper. Um, and I guess if no one's ever looked into their human design, I mean, you get up the chart and it can be quite, you just look at it. And so I can imagine so many people are like, nope, that is just not for me. That is too technical or it's too different. But would you say to start with authority or where would you say, like, if you're just looking at a chart, rather than getting overwhelmed and kind of putting it on pause, where would you like start to look into? Yes, I would look into, um, okay, first of all, actually, you're not alone. It looks very overwhelming when you look at all the colors, all the charts, all the shapes, all the things. So um, you're not alone. But I would firstly say, like, 
welcome, have fun with it. Don't feel like it's like this thing you got to master straight away. Like take it step by step. It's called an experiment, which is basically like try it out, see how it feels. For example, if your sacral authority to follow your gut. So really this is not a thing that you can pass or fail or be a bad projector or a bad generator. You know, it's really, I would say, come to it lightly and with fun and as seeing it as an experiment. Um, so if you are first new, I would definitely say firstly go to your energy type. So you're going to be one of the five types, a projector, a manifester, a reflector, manifesting generator or a generator and look in your strategy of how you're meant to use your energy. Um, so this is going to give you an idea of where you should focus, where you're designed to go, how you make things happen how you create more energy um, if you're one of the specific energy types. So that's definitely, it's, it's known as your strategy to move through the world. And this is how you create more ease, more flow and less resistance, less struggle. Because if things are really hard and just constantly roadblocks and, you know, things are getting thrown your way and you feel really frustrated and everything's not moving, that's usually a sign. It's usually because we're forcing something that's not for us. Um, so when we come back to our strategy, which is going to be your energy type, that's when you can start using your energy in a way that's that's correct for you. And then definitely your authority. So that's the second step, how to make decisions, because that's how you make, that's how you get into your alignment. Okay, so something that I think a lot of people ask is, how do you decipher between the difference between your intuition and fear or your intuition saying no and fear? And it's like, is this protecting me or is this actually my intuition saying no? Or I think that's a very, yeah, I've seen a lot on social media when I was on it, but um, that was a very big conversation. So many people had different ways of kind of interpreting it. So I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's firstly, you have to be so in tune with yourself. Um, I always think and I love that you just mentioned it because it gave me a, a different thought of, you know, when you have a no, how do you know if it's actually your fear or your intuition? No. And a lot of it can be connected with like your past trauma or past, um, you know, your own patterns, your own attachment style, all the things. So it's so important to know yourself because what can happen, you can think it's an intuitive no. Again, think, like focus on that world rather than feel because your intuition's in your body. Your intuition's just this inner, like, it, especially if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you're going to feel it in your body. It's going to feel like a body reaction. So when it's feeling like a no, but you know you maybe have an avoidant attachment or you don't like to, um, you know, connect with people or it could be more of an anxious attachment, so you're clinging on to a yes, really firstly it's knowing your patterns um, because your intuition is always going to feel like a calm, a calmness. It's never going to connect to any insecurities it's never going to um, be mean to you. It's never going to say you're not good enough. It's never going to say that um, you don't know enough, all these things. Or even give an argument why. Your intuition just will say, like, do this, don't do this. Yes, no, 
feels good, doesn't feel good. Um, it's very like, um, it doesn't waste time and give you arguments or a pros and cons list. That's always your mind. So that's another way of realizing if it's your mm. mind, because this is where your fear is, your mind. Um, but yes, when you were saying just then about when you know it's a no, sometimes it can feel calm because it's what you've always known. You know, if it connects with your trauma or something like that. So, for example, I remember, um, you know, I, this personal story, but with even when I was first dating my boyfriend, um, any moment that I could see that um, there was like an out or that there was a reason why I could like put up my guard and this wasn't it and protect myself because that's what my pattern is, is that I can protect myself and I can be more of an avoidant. Um, so, if you're not attuned with that with yourself, you could be like, oh, no, that was my intuition because it felt calm when I found a reason. You know, he didn't reply to my text message straight away. So this is my intuition is telling me that this isn't the right thing because, you know, and it really it was just all my fear and all my own anxious, you know, all my own attachment shit. Mm -hmm. So really, firstly, it's knowing your patterns um, because that can be the really tricky bit. That's where it, like, gets in and tries and can um, give you this false sense of calmness in your body because it's like, you know, in that moment it was like, oh, you feel calm because I pushed him away. Oh, I'm ba- you know, I'm back and protected myself, so that felt calm. But that was my <laughs> fear. So that's like really in tune with your patterns. And then when like in a more general sense with your intuition and your fear, the fear will always um, – be about the past or be about the future because if there was any fear in the present moment there would be something coming for you there would be um a lion a tiger a bear or your house is burning down or um someone is screaming at you at that moment or whatever the fear is it is if it's in the present it's happening right there um and you wouldn't even be thinking about you wouldn't be in your mind anymore you're in your fight or flight and you're instinctual you're so present when that happens so if you're um weighing up is it my intuition is it my fear is there a story connected around it is your fear saying like you know you'll never make money off that in the future there'll never be clients for that um you know you won't find another person to be in a relationship with like you better stay here or it'll go into the past of saying, you know, last time you tried something new, you um, it failed. Last time um, you opened yourself up, you're your heartbroken. All these things. This is all fear because it's ne- that's not in the present moment. Whereas your intuition's in the present moment. It says like it's a clear, concise inner knowing. Um, and again, it will never prey on insecurities or. Um, or anything that's to do with your worth or anything like that. That's all your fear if it's doing that. Um, so, yes, being your own pattern reader, staying in the present mm-hmm. and working to move more and more trust that instinctual intuition voice, not shaming yourself because that mind's going to still be there. It's not going to go anywhere, but it's just about that fear, that fear not having the driver's wheel the drive not in the driver's seat it can be sitting there beside you in the passenger seat you can give your fear love you can see that it's just trying to protect you but trust and move forward with the intuition that's yeah and then it's just practice as well Mm, yeah i love that i think it's that as soon as you start thinking and the stories come up and you are almost trying to talk yourself out of something 
I think that's almost as soon as it's like, no, no, that's not your intuition. And so, yeah, even last week it was um, this, something just kind of dropped in. It was like, this is not working anymore. No, remove yourself from the situation. And even as I was walking to that place to kind of remove myself from that situation, my mind was going absolutely nuts. And it was just all of, and it was really interesting to observe because all of the stories, all of the beliefs come flooding in. And then as soon as I'd done it and I'd left, just silence. And it was almost that, yeah, your ego and your mind is going to try to protect you so much. And it's really having that trust and not overriding it, but acknowledging it and thinking, okay, thank you. And yet I know that from experience and from practice that I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to follow for me, my gut. And it's almost having that strength and confidence within yourself that, okay, all of these thoughts are coming in. And it was, yeah, I was just walking down the street. I was like, I've just got to get to the end of the street. <laughs> like I've just got to get there. The once so time. But it was, it was so interesting to observe. And I think it's, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it just keeps getting longer and longer. <laughs> no. um, but it's this, I think ability to also just sit back and observe it and think, okay, it's not like not pushing the thoughts away because they're always going to be there. As you said, it's having the ability to just observe them, but continue to kind of do the process and go through them and just say, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's potentially something that I'd like to look into later on once I've done this important thing to um, solve it. But I think, yeah, it's the, as soon as you start saying, oh, but, maybe I should, or I'm thinking this, or, um, yeah, and it's kind of, maybe you blurt it all out, and you're like, well, that's all come from your head. <laughs> that has all come from your head. That's not a feeling anymore. That is um, just mind, ego, whatever you want to call it, um, going full blast <laughs> to protect you. Yeah, I'd even go as far to say that it's like lies. Half of the stuff that your mind says is just lies, fibs, you know, conditioned thoughts. It's not even real. And the problem is, is that we, we think it's fact. And because it makes sense, and this is another distinction that your mind and your, you know, the fear of the mind and your intuition is that your intuition doesn't make sense. You know, when you were walking down that street, your mind was like, this doesn't make sense. You should not let go of this. Uh, you know, like, how are you thinking of doing that? Because logically, maybe it sounds like, why would you let that go? But your intuition was, no, like, this isn't correct for me. And especially for you, if you have that sacral authority or you're a manifesting generator or a generator, it's so important to put energy only in what feels good, what is a yes, because it will drain you. If you had force that relationship, it would drain you and it would feel you, make you feel extremely frustrated and then you're not your true magnetic self. So it's honouring that, yeah, even if it doesn't make sense and it often won't because your intuition doesn't make sense, um, it is still the thing you can trust. It's still the right, the right direction. And I think that trust, yeah, only comes from practice. And that's what I kind of really emphasize with the people that I work with. It's that, you know, it's not going to be overnight. You're suddenly going to be able to make these huge decisions based on your intuition because it, that's just simply not going to happen. But it is just like giving yourself the time. And like one exercise I always say is like, go for a walk and just have no intention of where you want to go and just pick left or right. And maybe again, this is why I always recommend 
people that I work with to find out what their authority is because I might I don't want to suggest things and people be like that does not work (laughs) what is she on about um so that's why I always kind of emphasize like please like whether have a reading or just at least find out what the authority is um and again it's coming back to which I think what is human design it's coming back to that trust within yourself like as we said earlier before but this you have all the knowledge within you you know how if you really listened and you really tuned in you know what to do next you if it takes you a month to decide or whatever but it's this yeah it's that rather than using all the external sources it's having that autonomy over your life and it's having that control within yourself and obviously you can't control the outside but you can have that sense of yeah, I think just autonomy and confidence within yourself that, you know, there is something guiding you that, and it doesn't make sense. And that is the hard bit, I think, for so many people of that. What do you mean? <laughs> what? Like, I'm just going into this blindly. And, but it is a whole process and it is just building up that trust bit by bit, slowly, slowly, like a muscle in the gym. You're not going to go to the gym one minute and then be super fit and be able to run a marathon or whatever. And it is... Um, but yeah, I, it would be absolutely incredible if children grew up learning how to do this. And then yeah. when they got to their Saturn return, <laughs> it was like, cool, <laughs> we know what we're doing. <laughs> we even need a big Saturn return then. It's, but it's exactly how you said, well, human design was actually um, first yeah. channeled or was brought to this, you know, brought to us for, he said, for the younger generation, for, for our kids, so that you could be, right from the get-go can know how to trust your intuition or not be so heavily conditioned and be running purely off your mind. You know, it was so much, so many ancient wisdoms were following their intuition, but we lost that along the way because of logic or what makes sense. And then, you know, we see that there's so many frustrated, burnt out, bitter people because we're not trusting this internal navigation that we all have. And so many people as well that are so lost because they don't realize that all the answers are within them. And I couldn't agree with you more in the sense of like, just start small, start experimenting. I will say it all the time. Like I'm not someone that thinks you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater or feel like, oh, now I need to quit my job. Now I need to leave my relationship. Now I need to change all my friendship group and move cities and burn everything down. It's like, no, just start really small of just connecting with what feels um, most truthful to you and what feels like, at the end of the day, just what feels good. Like we, we we make things so much more complicated and so much harder. And we like we get like almost we think we're being a good human if we're struggling or if things are hard and we're getting through it and we're busy and we're, you know, we're wearing this big badge of honor. And it's like, for what? To like, you know, have these crazy medical bills or to um, you know, be on autopilot in your life. So Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Just starting small and you can't, it's not failing or passing. It's just experimenting with it. And I love your walk. That That's a beautiful. And like, mm-hmm. even as well, like if you're a generator or manifesting generator, mm-hmm. you know, on your walk, just constantly be asking your gut, like, do I like this? Do I not like that? You know, you walk past the shop front. Oh, do I like the things in there? Do, do I want to go get a coffee from that coffee store? Like, do I feel like pulled into that coffee store? You know, um, just always play with it. It's, um, it can be fun. It doesn't have to be hard and heavy. Yeah, and I think that is something that a lot of people I've noticed are a bit fearful of, that it's that, oh, if I start following my intuition, I'm going to, 
I don't know, end up living in the jungle or having to give up my whole lifestyle. And I like avocado on toast or like going to the beach and serve it or, and it's this kind of whole, what is this? What's my life going to look like? And what's, um, I don't want it to change that much. And I think it's definitely that like, nope, I'm just not even going to look at it because I don't want things to change. And I think that like bringing up Saturn return again, but I think that's a lot of fear for a lot of people that people are kind of holding on to that. Everything's fine as it is. It's fine. Mm. But it's like, well, it could, it could be great, right? It could be absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, I know that you went, you just, you finished your Saturn return. Yeah. And I've gone into mine in March. <laughs> so, um, but if you want, like, if you're happy to touch on a little bit of how human design helped you move through your Saturn returns, I know a lot of, yeah, me and my friends at the moment are all going through it. And it's, it's an interesting time. <laughs> but the heart, I'm realizing the harder I hold on to things, the more uh, frustrating, the more exhausted I'm getting. And actually, it is just stop fighting it, let it be, um, and soften into it and trust. Yeah, that's all you can do in your in your sudden return. So, <laughs> yes, I have been I've been through mine, and um, how important it is to be connected and like grounded in your sense of self. And that was a big fear as well for me of like, um, you know, I'm feeling called to this new direction, but. I don't want to like let go of all aspects of my life. Like that's scary, and that's there's a grieving process to that towards that. Like, does that mean I can't? You know, I love my avocado on toast. That's like that's definitely still a staple. But like, does that mean that I can't go out and dance with my friends? Or does that mean that, um, you know, I can't? You know, all these things. But this is all just conditioning of what it has to look like. If your intuition or you want to do something, that's what you're here to do, not create a story around it. So um, what I found with my Saturn return was exactly as you said and what can be really helpful if you're coming into your Saturn return. So it's going to be around 28, 29, you're going to start feeling it. And then um, everyone's is different for the exact time. Mine was... Like, I feel like I started mine quite early and then um, mine was finished at around 30, 31 is usually when it does. And with that, it helps exactly how all I was just saying is that when we surrender into it and you don't try and fight it, what can happen is that you can try and hold on to, cling on to what you've always known. But Saturn is here to shake things up. Saturn wants to put you on your aligned path. And that's what happens often for us when we around turning 30 is we start to question things. We start to look at things differently. We're like, you know, this thing that always used to work for me no longer does. This relationship no longer feels exactly um, in alignment with me or this job is starting to make me feel really frustrated and things aren't flowing like they used to. And this is because Saturn's come in to intervene. He's known as like um, the grandpa, the grandfather archetype of can be a disciplinarian of wherever you're not aligned with yourself, wherever you're not being truthful, wherever you're not following your intuition, wherever you're living from your mind, <laughs> um, he's going to shake it up and he's going to make it, if you're not listening, he'll get louder and then, you know, you might get an injury or you might have, you know, <laughs> yeah. really crazy happen. Um, so it's a lot about paying attention and then going with it. I used to always say, like, if there was something, I remember there was something happening with um, a friend. We were, we were in business together and 
we really needed to have this conversation and I was putting it off and I knew that if I put it off any longer, then Saturn's going to do something that could irrevocably mm-hmm. shift that relationship and it could actually turn into something a lot worse than what it needed to be. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put my big girl pants on and have this really uncomfortable conversation, but I'm so glad I did because I believe it saved it. Um, if it didn't, who knows what would have happened. So, um, yeah, really surrendering into it and seeing it as an actually really beautiful time. I look back on mine as even though it was some of the hardest moments and definitely some of the most isolating moments and I had a lot of nights crying in my bed and like dark night of the soul. I was in Berlin at the time. I was living in Berlin and I really isolated myself. But so much growth, so much healing. I finally feel like I stepped into who I truly was. And now I look back and I'm so glad for that time. Um, and all the things that let go, I look back and it was really for a reason because it was shedding all that wasn't me. And I was able to really become who was like, who I truly was. Um, and from there, it's like, you have this like fertile and beautiful foundation to grow and to prosper and to bring into everything that um, is for you. So there's a really, like, before Saturn return and after Saturn return, it's very different. But if, if I could give any, any form of unqualified opinion, but just from my own experience, is um, stay firm in who you truly are. Don't try and fight it or cling on to how you think things should look, just be open to other potential and other possibilities and be kind to yourself. This is the time to like up all the self-care and um, the, the, the kind words to yourself. Um, it's, it's not meant to be easy. So you're not doing anything wrong. Really just surrender into it and, ha- again, have fun with it. Like it's a cool time. Like this is like the strongest portal for growth. I'm someone that's like a bit of a, you know, junkie for all this stuff. So I love it. So I'm like, yes, got through that, you know, that shadow bit. I, I made progress on that, you know, very like, you know, probably the most conditioned, like high achiever way of looking at it. But I'm like, okay, got through that. Let's, you know, that, yeah, just flow with it. Don't try and fight it. That's the worst you can do. It'll just get harder. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think it's only been a few months, but it's, um, once as soon as I feel like I let it go and that conversation that you had with your friend really resonates because there's something that I'm just putting off a little bit at the moment and there's almost because I have my kind of experience with how the universe will get me back in alignment it's almost like Ola just do it like we don't even want to know what it's gonna bring up if you don't do it Um, and that's not to like instill fear into people but it's just uh just do it just seriously if something's playing on your mind or whatever just just yeah what get through the fear and sometimes we don't need to sit with the fear and figure out where it came from and just get on with it and do it and um yeah that's how this podcast was born it was like enough just do it even if you're afraid just flip and do it (laughs) it's empowering if anything like Saturn is the most empowering Mm. the most like um you know bringing you up to the highest self and we can you know our mind doesn't like it because it wants to stay and it doesn't want the change and it's really seeing that like no this is like catapulting me this is you know forcing Mm. like we want to be releasing the things that aren't actually for us because it's it's 
blocking us from what is. So when you can see it as like, this is all for your benefit. Um, and I honestly like, I, I really loved my Saturn return. Yes, I cried a lot, but I also laughed and it was the happiest, happiest time. Um, and yeah, when you, when you play with it, it's fun. It's like, yeah, okay, next thing. Like you, you, I was manifesting like crazy. My whole business was really born through that time. So um, towards the end of it, especially, like it really brought so much beauty and like opportunities and people. Like the people in my life now are so aligned with who I am like with me, um, my business feels so aligned. Everything really does. But if I looked at my life before my Saturn return, I definitely couldn't say the same thing. Um, it feels like a totally different life and it doesn't need to be, if you're already in alignment, then Saturn's not going to change anything. This is the thing. Some people Saturn barely even like, you know, you don't even notice a difference because they're so authentically themselves. They're so trusting or they so already had trusted themselves. Um, so Saturn will only do what it needs to be done. It's not going to unnecessarily make your life harder. <laughs> Even though it feels like it. I think that's the perfect way to <laughs> wrap things up on that because I think that's, yeah. And it's, I think even if, as you say that is, if anyone is feeling a little bit of like anxiety or fear, it's almost that that is kind of already you knowing that something's out of alignment and that's kind of like, oh God. Whereas, yeah, as you said that, I was kind of like, cool. Like, <laughs> let's see what, like, cause it's, yeah, hope, I feel that hopefully I have been living in alignment, but it is very clear that things are out and they are just like, right, gone, like off, like Instagram gone overnight. And it was like, okay, cool. We're doing this then, are we? And, um, but it's just, yeah, it's following those nudges and going with it, I think. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing about that. I think hopefully a lot of people are feeling a lot calmer and excited for it rather than this kind of fearful thing that I think it's been portrayed as and things. No, yeah. And even just lastly on that, it's like we think that we know best, like we know the best way and like we have this whole idea of how everything should unfold and it's like we know nothing. Like just be open to <laughs> And like, you know, for example, you, who knows what's going to come from, like what's going to channel through you because you're not on Instagram, because you're not being tainted, especially mm -hmm. for you in your chart. Like you have so much energy in your body chart. You're here to condition other people. You're here to share other people. You're here to make difference to other people, not to be like muddying or muddling your, your point of view, your perspective. And that can happen so easily when we're taking on so much energy in social media. So who knows what's going to channel through you in the next couple of years if you're or months or weeks wherever um because you, you you're not like tarnished like we can never know why your intuition is guiding you towards something so the less we think we know best and the more that you're like no there is there is such a bigger plan for me i'm not by accident um yeah, then you can like align with that and step into that more and more hmm Oh, I feel so, I love talking to you. I feel so like empowered and um, yeah, I love that you've kind of got this in depth and you're like, well, yeah, of course it's like that because this, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I can just like soften and relax and breathe. And yeah, I think that's why I keep listening to the recording from our reading because it is, you think in that moment, um, oh, you know, I'm going to remember everything, whatever, but you do pick up on different things. And I love that I've never actually made notes on it because I trust that what I hear in that moment 
is exactly what I need to hear in that moment. And um, yeah, I think if anyone is listening, I would highly, highly, highly recommend just get it, booking in a reading because it is your, yeah, your magic and it's so intuitive and it is, you just picked the right way and um, exactly what I needed to hear. So yeah, I'm any, do you have any final comments or um, yeah, anything to wrap up with? Thank you so much for saying that. I, I, that makes me really happy to hear because, yeah, you do get something different every single time um, and it's always what you need to hear. I feel like with things like that, it's like trusting. And you as well, I'm looking at your chart, you have a passive brain, which means so much is going in, but what you retain and what you hold on to is what you need in that moment. So it's like trusting that, like, I need to remember the whole thing, but when I listen to this, if I'm feeling called to, then this is exactly what I needed. Um, so that makes me really happy to hear. I feel like we really covered it really beautifully and I'm really proud of you as well for tackling the fear of, you know, even starting your podcast and really following your intuition. It's such an inspiration to other people and especially, yeah, you as a 5'1 to be a teacher in that, to be the person that you're here to, you know, share your findings, sharing your experience, sharing what you know. Um, so, yeah, congratulations on starting this podcast. And I'm really, really happy that you asked me on. It's been such a beautiful conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm so grateful. Um, and, yeah, thank you. I'm sure I, I think I'm being called to, like, another reading to go a little bit deeper. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I just love it. I absolutely love it. Um, especially at the Saturn Return, I think it's such a – I think it can be such a powerful and empowering thing for people to have. Um, and just that reassurance sometimes when things might feel like they're just being shaken up and you're in the snow globe and everything's all around you and just having that kind of anchor almost, even mm -hmm. if you, even if you know it, sometimes you are going to get swayed, but just having that little like, Oh, I can just listen to this. And it just brings you back down and just, yeah, just a little bit of grounding, I think as well. So um, yeah, thank you so, so, so much. And I'm sure, yeah, hopefully I can bring you back on at some point um, and we can go even deeper. But yeah, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if people wanted to find out how to get reading with you or to learn more about human design, where can they find you? And also what are you offering at the moment? Yes. Yeah, so yes, exactly. I said we have um, readings one on one. I do relationship, also family. If you're wanting to understand and be able to parent your child, um, yes, that's all on my website. At um, I'll give the link, but it's www.hillarymcveigh.com. And I also teach human design. I have an advanced certification where I teach you to become a reader um, and to incorporate in your own business. So that we have that one as well, which is really lovely. I have a, a cohort starting at the end of the year. I'm just running a cohort now. I also have a retreat coming up if you're in Australia, all about reconnecting to yourself, to your purpose, to your body, to your intuition, all the things that we've talked about, really able to, you know, deep dive over a long weekend. And then I also will have my own podcast launching. It's called the Design Is You podcast. So it'll be a lot about human design. I haven't asked Ola yet, but I definitely want to have you on. Um, <laughs> So, yes, that's other places. So th there's lots as well. Designed as you for Instagram, you'll find amazing and i'll put all the information in the show notes below as well but yeah the retreat i got the email for it and i was like oh if only i was on that side of the world but it looks magic so um yeah highly recommend and yeah as i've said the reading was magic and yeah just listening to it over and over again it's not like a 
one hour thing and then that's it it's it brings so much wisdom and clarity over such a long period of time so yeah i highly recommend so thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for having me i hope you enjoyed that episode um oh i felt just listening back to it feels amazing and so energizing so empowering i can't say it enough um hillary is so wise and knowledgeable about human design but also just really applying it to everyday life and staying very grounded in it all so I'm very very grateful that she agreed to come on the podcast and I hope that I will be able to have her on on again soon and yeah if you have any questions for her or anything about human design or anything that we spoke about um, send them across and then I will hopefully get her on again and we can address those. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that this episode has given you the inspiration, encouragement and reassurance for you to start following your own intuition and to tap into that wealth of knowledge already within you. If you're interested in diving deeper into your intuition and want to start reclaiming autonomy in your life, all of my details are in the episode description below and you can find me on Instagram at Ola Parks Intuitive. If you have any questions, please reach out and if you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate and subscribe. It really does make a huge difference. See you at the next episode of Fully Blooming.